This week's podcast brought to you by Iron Poor Blood. Our youngest got her braces off yesterday, and while we haven't put four kids through high school or four kids through college, we have now put four kids through braces. And while the 12-year-old was thrilled, I have to say I was a little bit wistful uh, for the passage of time. Says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. I guess this is podcast 251. 250 was last week. This would be 251. Mm-hmm. Is my math correct? It is. Um, let's start this week with um, Dr. Siegel. He usually bats cleanup. Let's have him hit lead off this week. Like Just uh, like last week. It's, yeah. more, it's becoming a trend. Like Ronald Acuna Jr. with the Braves. He's he's now in the leadoff slot. And Dr. Siegel writes. So I, I open, when we do this podcast, I open the mail sometimes when we read the viewer mail, sometimes when we start the podcast and I'm distractedly looking at it while while uh, you're talking and I'm not listening to you right but uh, but what a what a uh, delight to open the viewer mail and there's an email from Dr. Siegel with the familiar header it's Monday night mm-hmm. dear Rebecca and Steve writes DGS I am humbled and indebted to you Denny and the viewers for speaking on my behalf last week in such a kind and supportive way I appreciate the good wishes thoughts and prayers of the BNC community and frankly will thankfully accept all the help that I can get as my wise daughter said to me getting sick was not in the plan but it was in the universe's plan so I'll try to keep my head up with a lot of help from my friends taking a cue from the Fab Four I initially read the Fab Four as the Fab Five but uh you don't think it's the it's a Michigan I don't think he's taking, uh, basketball team from the early 90s he he's said referring he will, to? He will accept all the help that he can get. So it could be, it could from, be from them as well. The Wolverines as well as uh, the Beatles. I'm actually at my home hospital of 20-plus years, writes Dr. Siegel, which has a fantastic inpatient rehabilitation program, and it is nearby. That allows Mrs. DGS a few nights away to sleep in our home, etc., and not have to, quote, babysit me. It is, of course, Monday night. Thanks to my newfound situation, I've been encouraged by the speech therapist to double-check and proofread emails, so I started in the afternoon. Thank heavens that I have enough marbles left to type and think reasonably clearly, although I am a couple of beats slow proofreading this note. My list, and in list form, uh, we get, uh, uh, and indented as well. I think this is the not only the best proofread, but the, uh, the most... Uh, typographically composed email that I've ever seen. My list, one, my son, after listening to the opening of Pod 250, said, I suppose we'll have to keep listening weekly now. Maybe not the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> they can just, well, I would say in, in 
for prior episodes, they could just skip to the end and listen to Dr. Siegel's letter. But now we've, we're making it easy. They yeah. can just listen to the first little bit of the pod, He's, hear his his email, and uh, and then they can exactly. Stop. He's in the uh, Siegel slash Acuna slot. Parentheses. He claims to recall having read Eats, Shoots, and Leaves in high school, although I see no evidence of same in his phone messages. That's a book on, uh, I mean, does anybody really we talked punctuate about their book, texts? Like in the first hundred episodes somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, he's going, maybe he's going to go back and become a completionist. Two, I am far behind in social media, BNC, Instagram, and won't begin to catch up. I think you're far behind in BNC social media. I as had the a good BNC stretch. Social had a good media stretch, yes. Director. Three, Sunday, listened to the BNC pods and watched Meet the Press on NBC, recalling, I believe that Mr. Russian watches NBC. Yes, Mr. Russian, meaning Mr. Russian is my father. But yes, he, my dad is a uh, big Sunday morning uh, news roundtable viewer of many, many years. The other thing that he used to watch that, that um, was the epitome of boredom when I was a kid, and I imagine would be now as an adult, was Wall Street Week in Review on PBS. Do you remember that? With Louis Rukeyser? My parents didn't watch that, no. Well, my parents didn't either, but just my dad. I think my mom was... Uh, my mom made herself uh, absent when, whenever that was on. Four, thanks for the updates on the children. Five, lost car keys. Back in the day when the children were teens, they went to a private school around 30 minutes from our house, of course, at first driving together and then separately once both of age. Mrs. DGS and I both had extra keys to their cars in our cars in a time during which extra car keys were a few dollars each from a local hardware store. My mother-in-law lived 10 minutes away from school, and, well, there were keys at her house also. Do you, do you remember that, when car keys were actual keys? Were like keys that you use in your house, yeah. in your door. Yes, of course. And you just go to the hardware store, you choose... Well, I guess that was more uh, recent development where you could choose like the look of the your Red Sox key, key the Red something? Sox key or the New York Giants key or whatever. Yes. And if you lost what happened, if you lost the keys to your car, you you were, well, I guess you lose the keys to your car now. You're not in good shape either. But yeah, they had like GM on the keys. My dad had a key wallet. So you know, did your dad have one of those? No, like but I know exactly what you're talking it, about. It had like hinges. Was and yours is a brown or black leather, yes, and then had yes. a snap. Yeah. yeah, 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 of course. He probably still has that. Um, six, I'm so excited that y'all got to meet Julianne and her folks. Seven, napkins. I've pictured the one-ply tiny, I've pictured the one-ply tiny napkins, napkins that come with the hospital food. In fact, there are attachments of said hospital napkins. Um, Mrs. DGS, who grew up on the rich side of town, had three-ply Vanity Fair napkins in her home, which now are purchased in bulk from, of course, Costco for our home. Oh, those Vanity Fair napkins, those are sweet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, the three-ply? Yes, of course. Yeah, tell, I mean, we get the bounty, right? They're mm-hmm. basically a folded paper towel. They're a little thinner. They're, they're I little think they're fine. Sort of pebble grain texture. No, they yeah. are fine. That's just I get those because that's what we had when I was a kid. I put yeah, I put napkins at each plate when we're when I've set the table, mm-hmm. and uh, then I pick up each napkin afterwards because they've gone untouched, unused. Certainly. But if you don't put them down, then our kids are are needing napkins. Yeah, if they're not there. Sometimes I depending on what you're serving. Just put a roll of paper towels like it, like we're at a barbecue joint yeah. on the table. Sometimes that's the way to go. But of course, without any labels. <laughs> right. Eight, and uh, and I love this one. 
No Baby Report. <laughs> Dr. Siegel <laughs> has not made the rounds He's not in his made home the hospital. Oh, gosh, that's funny. Uh, uh, nine, and now the spacing gets a double space. We go from a single space to double space, and Dr. Siegel writes, I can't correct the spacing below. Sorry, despite Mrs. DGS trying to help, I copied and pasted stuff into the note. Dr. Siegel, please do not spend any time worrying about the spacing of, of the email. Nine, French Formula One Grand Prix du Canada report. We oh. get the F1 report. We still get the F1 we report? We get the F1 report. From the circuit Gilles Villeneuve on the Ile Notre Dame in Montreal, live on ABC, Max Verstappen beat Fernando Alonso and Lewis Hamilton off the line at the start. Those three racing drivers represent only 11 drivers' championships to win the race easily. His Red Bull team remains dominant and potentially can win every race this season, although there is a myriad of factors, some controllable, some not, that could easily alter the outcome of any one race. 10. Hospital food update. Many hospitals provide free meals to its doctors, sometimes in special rooms, as a courtesy. Let's just say that I'm used to hospital food and that the good doctors get fed once a day and the not-so-good ones get three meals a day. (laughs) I wonder what that special room is. I don't know. It's not a cafeteria. It's a. I picture like the uh, concierge level at a at a Marriott, JW Marriott. Yeah, I'm guessing maybe not quite like that. With the silver domed, you know those those like things at a hotel breakfast spread. The silver right. thing that you you lift the. You don't lift the, the entire dome off. You just slide the drawer up. Oh right, yes. You know you can see your reflection, your curved face. Mm-hmm. And and then the, the those scrambled eggs are often. Uh, kind of mushy mm-hmm. the big giant silver spoon mm-hmm. 11 kudos to each and every person here they are dedicated hardworking, and want me to get better I have, a, I have a new understanding for being on the other side and also a new understanding of how intricately trained the speech therapists physical therapists and occupational therapists are taught to isolate and correct deficiencies there is a re- there is redundancy for instance in balance you you use your inner ears your sensation your your inner ears, your sensation from your feet, and your vision, you use all of these to keep in balance, and certain exercises and tests are designed to reveal and repair those systems. That is interesting. Um, Dr. Siegel attaches, as I mentioned, two photos from the hospital um, of, of their one, one-ply napkins. He, he has unfolded them across, <laughs> I believe, his iPad to demonstrate the almost... Uh, transparency of these napkins the kind of napkins that you take 10 of at a at a famous Ray's pizza joint in New York and and blot the grease with mm-hmm. until it turns uh, orange and translucent uh, that's 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 it from Dr. Siegel and uh, I would say that's plenty it's more than plenty you know this uh, somebody was it Mark Simon? Somebody referred to Dr. Siegel's flu game uh, a few weeks ago, and here, truly, uh, he's he's outdone himself. So, Gary, thank you. I know when we get to viewer mail at the end of this podcast, there will be many well-wishers because I'm looking at the queue right now, and uh, and many, if not most of them, have DGS in the subject header. Well, it sounds like Dr. Siegel was uh, and and is surrounded by uh, family, children. Sunday was Father's Day, and uh, I was, as as is often the case, surrounded by children. I uh, had a great day. 
we um, were at multiple basketball tournaments, as we are every weekend. The Saturday. On the Sunday, um, it was just our youngest who had something, and I took her. Well, yeah. So you could be free of, of basketball tournaments on Father's Day. Oh, yeah. That was that, well, I, mean, I would have enjoyed going to a basketball tournament, but, but this way I got to spend uh, Father's Day with all of the other kids while you were at uh, right, the basketball true. tournament. Mm-hmm. Reminding me that I'm... I'm a father. <laughs> there was a ton of basketball this weekend, though, because in the state of Connecticut, it was the weekend where they allow high school teams to practice together and then play in uh, play in tournaments. Of course, the location of the tournaments. Um, and I, I understand not everyone lives in our part of Connecticut, but it was pretty we close live- to the farthest part of the the farthest part of Connecticut away from where we are is we, where our kids were playing. We live on the Massachusetts border. Yes, It exactly. would be almost impossible for them to host a, any kind right, of right. statewide tournament near us. But it was nice. It was uh, it was lovely um, watching our, our son and daughter, our high school-aged children, uh, play in their tournaments. And, and, and there, there can only be one winner, of course, and that winner for the weekend as certified by the mug that I received from my youngest was me. Right. I, unbeknownst to me, but there was evidently some kind of worldwide poll. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just national. Mm-hmm. And I Did was. They celebrate Father's Day in other countries. Sure. Okay. But not on that same day. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, evidently declared number one dad, and I have the coffee mug to prove it. She was so excited because I, I, I tasked the children. I said, you all have to come up with something thoughtful for your father for Father's Day. Um, your ideas, just it has to have some kind of thought behind it. And sh- our youngest was so excited. And this, this was a byproduct of you having felt they fell, fell short of that standard on Mother's Day. Or, or perhaps our, I fell short of that standard. You tell me when I, on Mother's no, Day. No, 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 let's not get lost in there. the weeds of. No, oh, I just right. want to throw this one thing out there. This is, this is, this is going to be an indictment of me. <laughs> no, Why? it's not at all. It's, the, it's an indictment of our children. When our, our, our 16-year-old handed me okay. the Mother's Day present. She, she could hear this. And huh? It's okay. Eventually. She knows. And I said to her, oh, I, I can't wait to open it. What is it? And she had no idea. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> that so like, but but you didn't you didn't. You, but nobody receives the gifts and say says I can't wait to open it. What is it? Unless they know that the person doesn't know what the it person is. has no idea Why what it is because they had nothing to do with selecting it. So I just wanted that not to be the case on Father's Day. Wanted to make Day. sure she felt horrible. No, I just wanted to make sure that each of our kids did something thoughtful. Didn't well, have to cost anything. They gave us. They did they gave not? Me a thoughtful did they gift. not come Absolutely. through with flying colors? Absolutely. It was fantastic. And um, anyway, so and, our, and I our, got a thoughtful gift from you as well. And our youngest was um, so excited. She said, "Can I do this?" And it was a mug. And it's fantastic. A coffee mug that because we use coffee mugs for a lot of things. We use coffee mugs to drink coffee. They're number one use however in our house wouldn't you say is um ice cream bowl ice cream we use them as instead of an ice cream bowl sometimes pencil containers whatever anyway she chose the picture it's a picture of you and her that goes on the coffee mug great picture and um and when we were ordering it the other side just says number one dad so number one dad and i said to her i said i think you can change the text if you want it to say number two dad something else how great would that have been she's like no we can just leave it as number one dad so um 
It's it's very, very sweet. Oh, I wish I had thought of that. How great would that have been? Number two, Dad. Number two, Dad. It would have cost you a lot more to get a custom-made mug with number two, Probably, and it might not have been done in time. But um, yes, so I, I did not necessarily go the thoughtful route. I just wanted to get you some new pants and uh so i went online that was thoughtful because as you thoughtfully pointed out to me later all of your pants have stains on them well i I was the inspiration for your gift came to me when i was doing laundry (laughs) and i was scrubbing it's like where you have your stains are right where are your pockets it's like and usually your front pockets because you put keys and wallet and I'm, pens I'm, and all kinds of things in your front pockets. I'm so. glad that's where the stains are. Yeah, yeah so am I. And, and, and that's, that didn't come from number two dad. Right. <laughs> so I like I was scrubbing trying to get them out and they, I couldn't. They're, they're built in. So I was like, well, I'll just, you could use some new pants. So I go online. I order the pants. They wouldn't be, if they were delivered, they wouldn't be in time. So I can go to the store if the, that's 45 minutes away and pick up the pants. So I order the pants, two pairs of pants. I pay for the pants. And then this was like on Thursday. And uh, I did not get there until Saturday because it's not a store that's close to us. So I go in there on Saturday. It's a little bit busy. And I go to the guy, one of the people working there, and I said, uh, I've already it was an online order. I'm just here to pick up the pants, so I need to stand in line. And he said, oh, no, you don't have to stand in that line you know, and waste your time. Come to the back. So do they do this for all customers or just those? Who no. Are... I think all customers who have pre-ordered their pants, okay. yes. So I go to the back. And these sweet <laughs> high school-aged girls who are working there, and um, I give them my name. What name are they under? I give them my name, and they're looking and looking and can't find it in their little iPad. And I said, well, I, I ordered them Thursday. And and she says, oh, we only hold them for 24 hours. <laughs> I said, what? She said, we only hold them and, for 24 and that, and that hours. And then what happens to them? They, they self-destruct? That's what I said. I said. I said, and then what? She said, and we put them back on the shelves. And uh, And I said, did it say this in, like, my email receipt? And um, she said, yes. Well, of course, I hadn't looked at the receipt. I knew I'd gotten an email saying I'd purchased these pants. She said, um, she said, but you can, she said, we canceled the, the order on your credit card. So you can just, um, you know, so you weren't charged. And you can go look for the pants. I said, so, so if you don't have them anymore, I just don't have a Father's Day gift anymore. Like, this seems very much like the Seinfeld hold the reservation, not just take right. the reservation. Yes. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I just, it was, um, I mean, it was foreign to me. Most places, if you place an order, even if you pick it up a couple days later, especially, it wasn't like a big giant thing. It was two pairs of pants. Right. You can't just leave those in a bag in the back of your store. So, I found, so it, I found it an what, odd way to do business. What is the, uh, who was this meant for? People who are, who are pantsless and, and, phone ahead from their car to to uh, you know get their pants right now because they desperately need pants? I don't know. I don't know because we'll hold them for 24 hours. Well, 12 of those 24 hours at least, your store isn't open. So what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> You're really going to hold them for 12 hours? This reminds me of the old Dear Abby uh, people who would write into Dear Abby and they would always have their, they would always be signed something like pantsless in the parking lot. Yeah, right. Well, and 
and you're not like I mean you're not a super hard size to find but you're they don't have as big of a selection in your size as they do in others so I, I wouldn't think that there would be a lot of people within a 24-hour window coming in to get multiple pairs of my size of pants yeah, true I was still annoyed and oh, I'm saying that, that all the less reason for them to put it right, back on right, the shelves and right. refund your money so I, I left that poor girl it wasn't her fault it's not her policy <laughs> I went to the front of the store and I desperately just wanted to leave because I was so annoyed but then who does that hurt? That hurts me because I have no idea what else to get you for Father's Day. So I go over to where they have the pants and another high school aged, who knows, maybe a college girl came over and she said, can I help you? You know, and and I still had a little bit of a toot. But then she was delightful and, and um, she was able to help me and we were able to get a couple of pair of pants. But um, and then, you know, what happened after she helped me find the pants? I got into that long line at the front of the store. Of course you did. That the guy yes. wanted to help me avoid. Yeah, of course. Oh, of course you're not going to stand yes. in that line. You've pre-ordered and prepaid for your pants. But you, you, you didn't have to wait in the line. Speaking of, of corporate policies at retail uh, places that uh, I know you love, you went out yesterday in the narrow window of time you had to run some errands and um, you had to pick up a prescription. And you oh, pulled yeah, up to delightful. the drive-up pharmacy, and this has happened to me as well in the last few months. There's like a cardboard sign in the window that says, we're out to lunch for half an hour from one thirty to 2. Well, this was kind of a kick in it, though, for me. It, it's just a prescription for iron. And uh, anyway, our our pharmacy is right next to our post office. So I was like, which one do I do first? I'll just go to the post office first. So I go in the post office, drop off something, pick up some mail. Probably took me, I was probably in the post office five minutes. Go back in the car, drove to the pharmacy drive-up window. And at this point, it's like 1.34. And they're out to lunch from 1.30. Or I don't know where they are. They're just closed from 1.30 to 2. So if I had gone to the pharmacy first, I would have been able to pick up what if you needed the prescription? What if I know, needed like life-saving something life-saving medication? Exactly. If what if I wasn't just trying to pick up iron? Um, I suppose in that case I would have waited till two and picked it up. But in this case, I just went home and I still don't have iron. <laughs> Do you remember what was the commercial? And um, you have to remember this: iron, poor blood. Do you remember this? If it if was. It, didn't um, have a jingle, it might have been like it. Angela Lansbury or something, and you know, yeah. it was older people talking about you know their iron, poor blood. And uh, is that you know? I don't know if it was a multivitamin or what. Yes, they've told me my my iron is a little bit low, but I'm debating right now: do I take the iron supplement or do I just eat foods that are more rich in iron? I think I'm going to go to the the latter route. And um, and try to improve my iron the the natural way, the old fashioned way by eating more foods with iron. When I hear low iron, I'm thinking of like hitting a three iron from the fairway. I'm sure you are. But uh, I just love that we're in the demo where um, we now fit the. We talk about our. <laughs> well, not only that, but we fit the uh, when the commercial demo from when we were kids of what who Angela Lansbury and Wilfred Brimley were. We're selling to. 
was it Geritol that it, you were thinking? Yes, so I couldn't find the com- the commercial. I googled it, but if you just Google Iron Poor Blood commercial, it was for Gerit. Oops, it was for Geritol. Also, if you Google Iron Poor Blood commercial, you're going to be getting commercials for your Iron Poor Blood. Oh, I'm sure. That's your dad. Right. Your dad is part of a group of golfers uh, at a local course here, known as the Geritol Swingers. By the way, Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yes. I did know that. Uh, shall we get to viewer mail? Mm-hmm. Big bad book, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. But first, because as I'm like going into the depths of, of Google, you know how it comes, you search one thing and then there's questions for a bunch of other things. What drinks are high in iron? So if you see start seeing these in the refrigerator, you'll know why. Apple juice, I didn't know that. Apricot nectar. So if you see some apricot nectar, hands off. That's mine. Apricot nectar? Yeah. Can I carnac that? Beef broth. Beef broth. This Just is, as a, this as is a, under as drinks a beverage? that are high in iron. Beef broth, beet juice. Not beetle juice. No, beet juice. Pea protein smoothies, prune juice, tomato juice, and spinach juice. So if you see anything, any of those in the um, refrigerator, don't don't think they're for you. <laughs> I think I, I don't think I'm gonna go the 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 beverages high in iron. What, I think I'll stick with foods. What that about are high the Scottish? Some spinach and red meat. The Scottish super drink Iron Brew. I R N B R U. Probably not high in iron. Probably not. Uh, oh, uh, uh, our fellow doctor, Doctor George in Columbus, writes in uh, Rebecca and Steve. Um, I want to send my thoughts and prayers to Dr. Siegel. He is such an important part of the BNC family, and I look forward to his emails every week. If his family has provided an address where we can send cards or well wishes, please let us know. I will uh, ask Dr. Siegel about that. On a lighter note, you might recall that in January, I submitted a proposed amendment to the BNC bylaw stating that Steve shall inspire the listeners by reporting his home handyman achievements on a biannual basis. I believe the amendment was approved by Mark Simon. On last week's podcast, Steve casually mentioned that he had weather-stripped your patio door. This would definitely count towards fulfilling the podcast requirement for the first half of the year and just in time. Congrats and best wishes for a great summer, George and Columbus. Thank you, George. I, 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 I indeed weather-stripped the, the sliding door out to the deck. And this morning... Just this morning. Just this morning, I... I took my phone flashlight and looked under the sink to to. Um, we had something. Well, this is this is how you've evolved. We there was water leaking under the sink, so I kind of cleared out that sink, area, yeah. the kitchen sink, and I said to you, "Do you want me to send these pictures to the plumber, or is this something you can fix?" And um, I don't know if you answered, but I have already sent the pictures to the plumber because it looks well, like my answer. It's my something. answer was no. I can't. I can't yeah, fix it. Uh, it looks like it's something that a needs little, a little. Uh, expertise uh, collar broke off yeah and uh where, where the two pipes connect or the pipe connects to the underside of the sink and i could try feel to feel like he's going to need like a torch blowing thing and it's plastic but yes if he had a torch blowing thing that would be that would that's be just going to solderize he's going right to lower his shield yeah yeah and then he's going to uh he's going to get a blue flame going with yes. his with his torch that's and, how i picture yeah. it happening yes and then uh, it's going to hit our propane tank and kaplooey <laughs> Um, thank you, Doc. Th- oh, thank you, George and Columbus. Um, speaking of George and Columbus, the other day, uh, our twelve-year-old and I went to the local pharmacy where you were 
turned away. Turned away by a cardboard sign. Because I misplaced my only, I, I, I had a few pair of reading glasses. I had the ones that Holly Rowe left here that kind of got warped away from my face so that they were no longer really wearable. Then I had a pair that I also found somewhere that had one arm, but I could wear them. So I yeah. was sitting at my laptop the other morning for half an hour adjusting these, these one-armed glasses until I, I, but there was something, I only wear them when I'm wearing my contacts, but reading glasses, but there was just something, and I kept trying to feel my right contact lens to see if it was not in right, if it was inside out. I took off the glasses and realized that there was no lens in the, no right lens in those glasses. Which is the arm that's missing, the right or the The right left? arm and the right lens. You know what you were wearing? A monocle. You're yes, right. With yes, an arm. Exactly. Yes. So One-armed monocle. Yes, one-armed monocle. I mean... Uh, for a half hour? For a half hour. It took you a half hour to so, realize that only but, one of the lenses was in? But the aforementioned George and Columbus sent me, you may recall, a pair of reading glasses known in the, the industry Schumers. as the Chuck Schumers. Yes. Yeah. And and I'd been using those to, with great... Uh, it, uh, it disturbs me, maybe more than it should or maybe less than it should, that it took you a half hour to realize well, you didn't course. have a lens in of the course. glasses. So, that so, you were wearing... Because how much are they to replace? Uh, a nickel. But I, well, for me, free, because I've only ever used ones I'm that I found, two pair that I found. And, so oh, you went to the... No, one that Holly left here, uh-huh. one that I found somewhere, and one that Dr. George sent to me. But I had misplaced those. I had taken them to Minneapolis a couple of weeks ago, and I thought mm-hmm. maybe I left them there. Well, anyway, I did find them on my dresser. But before I found them on my dresser, behind, under a pile of clothes, our 12-year-old and I went to... Uh, the drugstore, and I bought two more pairs. So now I have three pair, plus plus two broken pair. Great, I'm glad. Anyway, I just thought that was an important update. Uh, David in Arcadia via Edina, so he's in Arcadia now. Mm-hmm. Was in Edina before. Gotcha. Uh, Rebecca and Steve, uh, what a shocker to start BNC. Please know I wish Dr. Siegel well, and I'm praying for him. I also believe in the power of prayer. I also believe in the power of a group sharing support. Please feel free to share with him. Let's go. Positive thinking. Dave and Arcadia via Edina. I should have said at the start, this is well wishes for Dr. Gary Siegel. Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say point out that he, he the header has Dr. Jerry, has him as Dr. Jerry Siegel, capital G E. Double R Y. He's Dr. Gary Siegel with two R's. Is that really something you needed to point out? Well, no, I'm just saying it's an interesting uh, sort of wordplay thing to me that Gary with two R's and Jerry with two R's and a G are nearly identical except for that first vowel. Okay. It's super kind of Dave and Arcadia, V.E. Dinah, to write in and uh, express his uh, super kind. Thank you. Support and a positive thinking for Dr. Siegel. So thank you. I mean, uh, what what? Just to let you know where my my mind was going here, Rebecca. So Jerry with two R's and a G, Gary with two R's and an A. Makes me think. Last night we were watching. Connecticut Sun Seattle Storm game, and Jewel Lloyd was on a heater in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I think 14 points in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Every time they would put her name up on a graphic, Jewel with two L's, Lloyd with one L. It's interesting. You would 
standardly you would think Lloyd with two L's. Right. Jewel with one L. Yes. But when when but it, this is Jewel with two L's, Lloyd with one L. Correct. It's interesting. It is interesting. So thank you, Dave and Arcadia V E Dinah. Um Edgar writes, uh, this is uh, Ed with a period, a Connecticut Yankee in Pennsylvania. He writes, hello, just a few words. One, there was a burger chef in Hartford back in the 70s. It was one of our real family treats back in the day. So there was, Rebecca, a burger chef in Hartford in the 70s. Okay. And it was a family treat. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think if burger chef was like Bob's Big Boy or was like uh, McDonald's. I mean, McDonald's was a treat as a kid, yeah, if I recall. Two, a couple of book suggestions that I think you may know about already. Roger Angel's The Summer Game, a collection of his baseball pieces from the 1960s, and Jerry Seinfeld's Is This Anything, a collection of bits he retired earlier this century. Any wordsmith would love either of these paperbacks. I have not read the Seinfeld book. Uh, Roger Angel's The Summer Game is was one of the books that you know I, I read in sometime in maybe middle school high school um, and have the the battered paperback um, to this day up, up in my office so summer game uh, five seasons all of those Roger Angel collections uh, were I mean embedded in my uh, childhood love of reading and writing I've been hesitant I've been hesitant, writes Ed, to send this for a few weeks, thinking my little comments were too mundane to take up your time, but after hearing of Dr. Siegel's news, I had to let him know through you that I am definitely a praying person and have added him to my prayer list. I realize I don't know him directly, but I do know the type of person he is, anyone who has shared so much of himself and his passions with all of us so consistently and with such good grace is a treasure. Amen to that, Ed. Thank you. Thanks again, he writes, to the two of you for always keeping it real and reminding us there are magnificent people among us a Connecticut Yankee in Pennsylvania, Ed period, Ed with a period, Morales. There was an Ed with a period, like in the credits of, I think, the Cosby shows. I always remember seeing that Ed period, mm-hmm. and I forget the guy's last name, but that always stood out. Yep. I never see too many Ed with a period. I mean, any name with a period in it is pretty, pretty right. cool. Yeah. So we've had uh, the Jewelloid, Jerry Gary, and Ed period already. Ralph in Maryland writes, Hello, Restiva. Best wishes to DGS. I have a feeling he will be back soon and ready to go sooner than you than you knew, Ralph. He, he has, um, as you know, written in this week. On a cheery note, I am glad we can all blame the School Lunch Act of 1946 for the uniformity of school lunches. In fairness to the schools, I did notice that the quality of the meals improved somewhat when we got to high school. If any other viewers notice this, please pass their thoughts along. Thank you, Ralph in Maryland. Oh, that was without question. High school, hot lunches were significantly improved for middle school. I wonder yeah. why that is. I think uh, now that uh, the kids are older, stronger, they, they feared them and uh, <laughs> couldn't get away with serving the same. It was a fear-based uh, improve, I food improvement? So. I have to think so. Okay. I, I assume there's some psychology in, in prison wardenship where, where, you know, the better the food, the more placated the... The prisoners? I don't yeah, know. Maybe. Though prison food is never, you never really hear high praise for prison food, at least not in movies. Um, I, I, this next email is headed the Richard B. Russell National School Lunch Act of 1946. Um, and um, 
Matt from Fishers Island writes, Hello, Rebecca and Steve. After I opened this discussion last week, Steve wondered about the act itself and if there were any amendments. Here is the act, all 141 pages of it. And here it is, a link to www.govinfo.gov. And I wasn't about to read all 141 pages, writes Matt, but I do believe that any modifications to the act are included as I saw some more modern dates listed. I'm going to pour through this, Rebecca, before next week's podcast. No, you're not. No, you're right. But but I, I might skim it. You might. There's also a bill on the floor right now, just introduced last week, to amend the act to include whole milk. And indeed, here is a link to a uh, a bill in the 118th Congress uh, about amending the act to include whole milk. Shifting gears, I'm currently on the last chapter, writes Matt, of The Pint Man. Much like Rodney laments, I am literally holding the majority of the book in my left hand, which is making me feel a tad melancholy. I am also metaphorically in the same position, but I try not to dwell on that. (laughs) This is such a fantastic story, writes Matt, and it is obviously semi-autobiographical, which is also fascinating. As expected, your wordplay is off the charts and so entertaining. Thank you, Matt. I'm wondering, has the book been optioned for a film? I think it would make an excellent adaptation to the screen. I hope you and the family are doing well. Safe travels during the WNBA season, Rebecca, and I'm sending mountains of positive thoughts to Dr. Gary Siegel. Thank you, Matt, um, for the positive thoughts for Dr. Siegel and um, for reading The Pint Man. Uh, Was it ever optioned for a film? It was not, but um, has not been. But uh, somebody did ask permission to adapt it as a screenplay, just as a a writing exercise. And... uh, I don't know if it was that person. It must have been that person. This was several years ago now who thought uh, at that time that Casey Affleck should play the uh, the lead character. So It would have been a good one. Yeah. So anyway, um, hey, you know, somebody find that and turn it into a movie. We'd be happy to, happy to have that done. Matt also writes uh, separately. Um, if there's a place where he can send Dr. Siegel a get well card, I'll ask Dr. Siegel about that. Um, you have most definitely created a community and family around your wonderful podcast. Many thanks to you both. Well, thanks to Dr. Siegel and all of the listeners uh, who have written in and, and contributed to that because, um, you know. And all the listeners who haven't li- written in, but um, two of my friends who listen to the podcast, um, first thing they mentioned to me, uh, the day after the podcast came out was, um, you know, how, you know, how much they were thinking about Dr. Siegel. So and we know I, there's a lot of people sending thoughts and prayers his way. And I got, I also received texts from people who I know, but who, who don't write into the podcast. They just text me directly about the podcast. Yeah. We've also heard some from some people we didn't know listen to the podcast who were moved by Dr. Siegel. And um, now we know that they listen to the podcast. Dear Rebecca and Steve writes, uh, Bomb to Bomb Diggity in North Hello, Carolina. Hello, Bob. He writes, his, his uh, email is headed, the, Vener- the Venerable Doctor. Dear Rebecca and Steve, sending prayers for Dr. Siegel and his whole family. Your sharing of the news helped me to realize how emotionally invested I am in the lives of people I know only through the podcast. Below is a poem that I've submitted on two previous occasions lauding the Venerable Doctor. Dr. Gary Siegel, with a name so regal, deserves his own special intro. Mr. Gallagher Denny has edited many, including for Ms. Holly Rowe. To laud Dr. Siegel, would it even be legal for me to write for Tom, Dick, and Harry? 
By pebble-dashed baritone, would a speaker intone the name of the venerable Gary. Thank you, Stephen Rebecca, for doing a hecka. The job on your ball and chain show. <laughs> Sincerely, oh, I remember bomb the remember heck of a... Remember the uh, thank you, Stephen Rebecca, for doing a hecka. The job on your ball and chain show. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. That was a heck of a job on uh, on your Dr. Siegel poem, and we uh, always love to revisit that. Uh, Michael in New Jersey writes, Dear Rebecca and Steve, I hope this note finds you and yours as well. I want to offer my congratulations on your 250th podcast, So Many Memories with Laughs and an Occasional Tear. Thank you for sharing bits of your life. Uh, I was saddened to hear the news of our beloved Dr. Gary Siegel as a conduit between your listeners and Dr. Siegel's family. Please extend my prayers and good wishes for a quick and safe recovery. As a tribute, I promise to pay closer attention to the Formula One season and the exploits of Max Verstappen. <laughs> I think that's the perfect I mean, tribute. I think what a tribute to Dr. Siegel, paying closer attention to the exploits of Max Verstappen. Uh, this comes uh, as the header, Greetings from Minglewood Kennels, Minglewood Kennels in New Jersey, Rebecca. Barb uh, is one of uh, multiple emails whose header is DGS. Rebecca and Steve, it is upsetting to hear your podcast and the news of Dr. Siegel. Of course, I've added him to my prayers and hope uh, uh, he is doing well. Thank you for sharing. Couldn't have been easy to do so. Warmly, Barb in, uh, in, South, in Connecticut. Our next email also uh, headed DGS. It comes from Ted on the Lower East Side. So this is DGS uh, on the LES. And Ted writes, greetings for Steve. Hope I'm not too late for this week's pod. Um, most weeks something comes up on the pod that connects with the recesses of my brain, but maybe I'm driving or otherwise don't have the ability to write it down and the urge to comment passes. Uh, the news of DGS on last week's pod is an entirely different level and compels me to comment. Um, I think Ted is uh, under the natural impression that DGS wouldn't be able to write in this week. And so he's going to fill uh, DGS's uh, cleanup slot with a long, thoughtful email, not knowing that DGS has written in and is right. hitting leadoff. But we welcome, we welcome, uh, don't be intimidated by Dr. Siegel's email prowess. We welcome uh, emails in addition to, in addition to those who, who write in. Um, uh, we want everybody's thoughts. So uh, Ted writes, uh, during Sabbath mornings, he, he Ted mentions a, a friend uh, who passed unexpectedly at age 57 last week, and um, during Sabbath morning services in a synagogue, there's a time to say a prayer for the sick called a Misha Bayrock. He, he, he provides a, a, a um, pronunciation key. DGS is an MOT, member of the tribe, so it seemed appropriate to add his name when I attended Zoom services this past Sabbath. When I was a kid growing up, I wasn't sure if we were allowed to mention non-Jews during the prayer for the sick, and I wanted to speed the recovery of some friends and acquaintances, so I said their names under my breath. The first one I can remember was Rusty Staub, a.k.a. Le Grand Orange, a.k.a. Trusty Rusty, when he hurt his shoulder in the, NL in the NLCS against the Reds and wasn't 100% for the World Series against the A's. This would have been 1973, Rebecca. Okay. Uh, Rusty gave it his all, but the Mets fell in seven. Over the years, I've snuck in get-well prayers for numerous sports heroes and public figures. Today, I researched it and found out that get-well prayers for non-Jews are allowed with certain modifications, so no more guilty thoughts, and I can now say... Pete Alonzo's name out loud, although the way they've played as a team, it feels like the whole Mets team is sick. Uh, Pete Alonzo, the heir to Trusty Rusty uh, at first base for the New York Metropolitans, Rebecca. DGS wishing you a speedy recovery. All the best. Ted from LES. 
Finally, Rebecca, batting cleanup because he has written in since we've been recording this podcast. The newest email in our queue is from Dr. Siegel. New pictures, perhaps late for the pod, sent at 1045 Eastern. And indeed, it is now what? It is now 1108 23 minutes ago. Uh, DGS New Holenhead smiley emoji. And uh, Dr. Siegel sends a, a picture with a, I don't know, a, uh, uh, a small laser-like surgical wound in his forehead. Oh, yeah. You see that? Mm-hmm. Much, much, uh, much better head of hair than this guy has reading the, uh, the email. And a picture of the hospital Lou that has been sanitized for his protection with the <laughs> with the uh the grand opening ribbon uh sadly no giant scissors and a, and a mayor to uh to open it for him but um but i'm glad that uh there will be a ribbon cutting ceremony in his in his room shortly well rebecca that that is uh, all we have i'm so glad we could end with uh with an update from Dr. Siegel. I think the first time we've we've read an email on the air that came in in real time. I think so. I hear somebody on the stairs coming to the basement. School is out, and so, um, so we should perfect. probably Thank wrap this up. Thank you, Denny Gallagher, Tom Dickhari. Play us out. Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in this cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and vigorous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.